We live life through stories. Stories for mere information. Stories for learning. Stories for building cultures. Stories for painting the future. Stories for creating the future. Our lives are a culmination of stories, one after the other. You and I are who or what we are today because of stories we chose to believe, or stories we created, or stories we are creating. Welcome to Storytelling for Parenting, a podcast channel by Aras Matches, a faith-based parenting community. On this podcast, we will tell stories, stories that aid our parenting journeys. We will listen to stories from those who have gone ahead or gone a distance in the journey of parenting or raising children. We will learn how to pass values and wisdom for life to our children through stories. It's going to be rich and impactful every time you join us. Welcome again. My name is Joy Akinwomi, your chief storyteller. Hello, and what a beautiful day it is out there. It's so beautiful out there. Welcome to another episode of Storytelling for Parenting. I am your host, Joy Akinwami. Today, I am going to tell you another story, which if you've probably been listening, you know this is why I'm here. And today's story is the story of opportunities. I've titled today's episode, The Story of Opportunities. Now, here's a quote I love, and it says, we will open the book, its pages are blank. We are going to put words on them. The book is called Opportunity, and its first chapter is New Year's Day. This um, is a quote by Lovejoy Pierce. And the last um, line of the quote, which says, and its first chapter is New Year's Day. I like to say, and every chapter is New Year's Day. It's a blank book. Every chapter is a new opportunity. Every chapter is New Year's Day. Now, you see, the sun rises every day with opportunity. You've probably heard so many things about how important opportunities are and how important it is for us to recognize and seize opportunities. But how does this relate to you as a mother and a father? What is it about opportunities that you need to realize or bear in mind as a father and a mother? You might be thinking, let's get into my story and then we'll find out. start by saying um, a pessimist, a narrow-minded person will be just that as a parent. They'll be a pessimist and a narrow-minded parent. As an individual and a single person, this kind of person is mostly this way out of self-preservation and the need to protect themselves when you drill down to it. Then, somewhere along the line, some years later, a beautiful thing happens and they become parents. And this feeling of um, self-preservation meets with, um, it meets, with, meets with a parent's innate instinct to protect their child. When this happens, 
the child who I like to call an opportunity for the world to experience another side of God's uniqueness is not given the room for expression by his or her parents. Now, one of my favorite books um, to read is The Dream Giver by Bruce Wilkinson. You might have read it, but I'll give a very brief summary um, of the book. Very, very brief summary of the book, just in case you're listening to this and you've never come across it. It's a very good book. You can pick it up and read. It is the story of Mr. Ordinary Nobody. So let's say his first name is Ordinary and his last name is Nobody. Ordinary Nobody lived in the land of familiar with everything and everyone he was familiar with. But he had a big dream, one dream that he could not do away with. It was a dream that the dream giver had given him. Ordinary could not exist without this dream. It constantly tugged at his heart. But following his dream was somewhat a taboo, if you like, in the land of familiar. People who attempted to follow their dreams came back disappointed about their experiences on the way to their dreams. Many never even attempted to follow their big dreams. The closest example for ordinary was his father. His father also had a big dream at one point and his dream came with a white feather. But in his father's words, his father said, I kept the feather on my windowsill while I waited for a chance to pursue it. I waited and I waited, but it never seemed possible. One day, I noticed the feather had turned to dust. This must have been a very painful conversation to have between father and son. Now, this is what most people do with the opportunities to live life at its best and experience fulfillment. You see, when opportunity knocks on your door, it comes as a visitor that has come to take you on a journey, as a person who's come to take you on a journey. But it does not wait around for long. It doesn't wait around for long at all. Neither or neither does he wait for you to go in, have a shower, get dressed and put on your shoes. This guest called opportunity needs you to be ready when it comes knocking. Another thing it needs you to do or to be, it needs you to be expecting its arrival. So it needs you to to be waiting for it. Many parents have hindered their children from becoming great artists, great writers, composers, doctors, film directors, and, you know, world changers because they did not allow them take opportunity when it came. This is one group of parents. The next group of parents are those who, like Ordinary's father, did not take their own opportunity. Why? Because of fear, anxiety, and probably the lack of self-worth. And when all these things are put together, their feathers became um, dust. And this brings me um, to another quote by Paulo Coelho. And The quote is so simple but so powerful and it says how much I missed simply because I was afraid of missing it. Now that's one group, that's the second group of people or parents. The next group of parents are those 
who could not or cannot spot or recognize opportunity when it comes knocking. These same parents cannot help their children spot or recognize opportunities. And they do their children a very big disservice. Now, they have taught their children all right, but what they have taught is only what they know. They've only taught what they know that has been based on or is based on what they have engaged with that has kept them where they are in the same place for X number of years. And because you cannot give what you don't have, they simply were unable or are unable to help their children spot opportunities that lead to fulfilled dreams and fulfilled lives. Some of these people are narrow-minded parents. Now, at the root of narrow-mindedness is fear. And what kind of fear? The fear of the unknown and fear of failure. But you see, you cannot expect to see familiar signposts in a place you have never visited before. A parent in this category can be called injuriously overprotective. Now, don't get me wrong. One of your primary responsibilities as a parent is to protect your child. But not um, not from the life God has called them to. And not from the dream and the gift he has put on their inside. So many parents have robbed their children of the prospects of meeting and engaging with the opportunity that brings their dreams to life. There are many people stuck in jobs today, not because they love what um, they do or, or intend to build long careers from it. For some people, it is just the only way they know how to earn a living. Now, some people also, even if they have dreams in their hearts, the same fear and the same narrow-mindedness and limiting beliefs that they observed in their parents will keep them, that is the children, from following their own dreams as well. Even when opportunity comes or is hanging around, they are unable to decipher that this is an opportunity. If you're just joining us, um, this is the story of opportunity. Now, I'll continue. Sometimes opportunity comes looking different from the stories we have heard about opportunity or from the last time we, we sort of met opportunity. But only the people who have spent time taking opportunities and engaging with opportunities can unveil opportunity when it is covered or masked in something else. Now, parents, you see, are the first people to shape how a child sees the world. A parent's outlook on life will be the first exposure and um, experience the child has on um, how life should be. Not only this, the child will sift and judge events and circumstances and their own decisions through the same lenses most of the time. Sometimes the overprotectiveness of parents over their children is born um, out of bad experiences that they have had while they were pursuing their own dreams. So automatically they assume that their children will have the same stories to tell and as a result they shield their children from even coming near those opportunities that's narrow-mindedness and narrow-mindedness has a culture 
and it is a culture that is easily passed on. Narrow-minded parents are so rich in assumptions and speculations. They have a full bank of assumptions and speculations, but they're never rich in experiences. Now, being judgmental is also part of the narrow-minded culture. Open-minded people, on the other hand, have more experiences than assumptions and speculations. Why? Because they venture, because they test, because um, they listen, and because they see. Now, I'm not saying that um, you can't be staunch about certain things in life. There are certain things in life a person should be staunch about, such as um, the principles that underpin responsible and godly living, the principles that underpin love and moral rectitude. These are the kind of things um, that you can be staunch about and they will remain, they would always remain because the more resolute we are about these things, the more life is better for everyone. So parents, when you see curiosity heightened um, in a child, please do not shut it down or label it as being forward. There's a difference between um, a child being curious and a child being forward. Except the curiosity of your child is leading to a place where it becomes a life and death situation. Please just, you know, stand back and observe for a little while. Opportunity loves curiosity because um, curiosity is a type of preparation for opportunity. So opportunity loves, it goes after curiosity because it knows that this is open. Curiosity says, oh, what's out there to be learned? Many times, curiosity and experimentation leads to discoveries that open vistas of opportunities. And then living life begins as opposed to existing. Let me say that again. Many times, curiosity and experimentation lead to discoveries that open vistas of opportunities. And then life, living life begins as opposed to existing. So parents, your creative child is a curious person who will want to explore. But one thing you should do and have at the back of your mind is you should know well to guide them and not to shun them. Except, like I said, it is a situation um, where it is a life and death matter. Now, you should go on the journey of discovery with your children. Why? Because the wisdom that you have, your wisdom will be helpful for the road. Your wisdom will provide breaks when the children need to step back and think. And your wisdom will also provide and help them step on the gas pedal when they need to move very quickly. So don't leave them alone in their experimentation and don't leave them alone in their discovery. Spend time by doing things that they love and things that they are interested in. They are drawn to these things by curiosity. And while they are there, an opportunity can open up. Um, I love talking about gifts and talents. 
I have a book written on discovering your child's gifts and talents and nurturing your child's gifts and talents. You see, the way to manifesting talents and gifts is to come through the door of curiosity. Now, this door of curiosity leads your child on a journey. And this journey is presented by opportunity. So it's a process. They get curious first. And then that's the door. And then they step into an opportunity that creates a journey that leads to a fulfilled dream. That leads to the realization of the dream in their in, in their heart or of the gifts and the talents that God has put on their inside. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes chapter 11 verse 4, and it talks about a person who, when you look at that scripture properly, you would know that um, a farmer is being spoken to. So it says, um, the person observes the weed and therefore cannot plant his crops. And it's a farmer who does that. It's, it's a farmer who has been given the gift of a new day, but he keeps wondering how the wind will stop the process of planting. And because of that, he refuses to go out. Because of that, he refuses to sow. So he hasn't taken the opportunity of the new day that he has been given and he hasn't been able to plant anything. And so he doesn't realize anything at the, at the end of the day. So today I want to... Um, encourage you to be dressed and ready for opportunity but get your children dressed as well for opportunity get them dressed for the opportunity that their world presents to them now i know that everything should be done in moderation and i also know that um like i said um one needs to be staunch about certain things and there are other things that um you you can have very strong beliefs about but opportunity that leads to um, the fulfillment of a dream, that leads to the realization of a gift and a talent, which God gives, should be, should, should be pursued. Opportunity is around the corner and he needs you to be ready. Opportunity needs you, the parent, to know that opportunity is lurking around your child leading towards their gifts and their talent. And they need you to be able to help your child to get ready. I hope you've enjoyed my story about opportunities today. And I would, you know, go, I want to go back and mention three things that um, are crucial for parents when it comes to opportunity. One of them is what I said a few seconds ago when I said the way to manifesting talents and gifts is to come through the door of curiosity that leads your child on a journey presented by opportunity. The other one I want to mention is opportunity loves curiosity because curiosity is a type of preparation for opportunity. Opportunity loves curiosity because curiosity is a type of preparation for opportunity. I hope that um, you have enjoyed my story today. And until I come back to you with another story, I am Joy Akiwami, your chief storyteller. And I've enjoyed telling you the story today. Please stay safe and take care of yourself. Bye-bye.